welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we want to join again with Lynn Beckett, one of our excellent parent coaches and the leader and manager of our parent coaching team. And Lynn likes to come on the podcast, especially during those transitional times, those those times when we're getting used to summer and helping kids adjust from school to summer, as well as starting a new school year. But really, one of the things that we found is the winter blues, especially sometimes for our kids, are a real thing. When, when things are cold, they can't get outside. Things are in transition, and there's so much going on. And we want to bring Lynn on to just talk about how we can help our kids walk through this transitional time to be able to care for them, to stimulate them, and to help keep them regulated during the winter blues. And Dr. Rick had the opportunity to sit down with Lynn recently, and I'm excited for you to get to hear this conversation. But before we do, I want to remind you about parent coaching, coaching and counseling. As Lifeline walks with families through hard days from the winter blues to significant trauma, our counseling staff is trained, equipped, and ready to empower families for healthy thriving. Parent coaching takes a relationship-focused approach to helping parents develop tools and techniques to parent more effectively. Our counseling team provides child, teen, or adult marriage and family therapy in a variety of approaches to support individuals and families specializing in attachment, trauma, and other similar areas like anxiety and depression. Visit lifelinechild.org backslash child-and-family-support to learn more about our services or to request an appointment, or probably what you're going to do is want to visit the show notes for the direct link. Again, as always, you can visit our website at lifelinechild.org for any information on how you can get engaged with Lifeline. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Defender Podcast. This is Rick Morton, and I have the privilege today of sitting down with my friend, Lynn Beckett. Uh, Lynn is no stranger to those of you who listen regularly to the Defender Podcast. You've heard her on here a lot as we've talked about uh, life and kiddos and uh, parenting and all kinds of things that we're trying to do to make our homes a more sane place and create fail safety for our kids and all that sort of thing. So, Lynn, welcome back. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity to talk about this topic. Yeah, well, you know, um, it seems like every year we um, we kind of go through this time, you know, in the midst of the winter and, um, you know, we're calling it winter blues. Um, other people, you know, as you said earlier, might call it seasonal affective dis- disorder. All I know is, is um, it's really a drag to wake up in the dark and go to, you know, come home in the dark and, and just like everything just kind of seems to be a little bit blah and a little hard during the winter. Yeah. And there's, um, you know, we, we've just come off the holidays. So we kind of have that crash of we've been in that season of high energy and excitement and busyness and then we hit um, the new year and uh, it all just kind of slows down and impacts us um, in physical and emotional ways. Yeah. 
And, you know, I think being here in the South, we, um, you know, we think it's tough, right? Because we we think about the, you know, the cold and the dreary conditions and things like that. But uh, but most of the rest of the country um, experiences this in a whole different way as far as, um, you know, maybe cabin fever. Would that be a good way to put oh, it? Oh, yeah, I think absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think we minimize because we still have those days down here where we can uh, – run around in shorts and t-shirts occasionally. Right, right. Well, you're kind of experiencing in, in your own family a little bit of a transition in that as as you have a daughter and son-in-law and and, uh, and grandkids in Maine. Yeah. And so um, so I would imagine as, uh, as a grandmother, you're probably spending a little time on the phone talking about this with your daughter as well. Yes, that's right. <laughs> We've already, uh, uh, yes, we're getting pictures of snow and snow angels and um and that's been fun to see and very different for our crew that uh, grew up here in Alabama. That's pretty cool. Well, no matter where you are, this is real. And it's, you know, certainly part of the backdrop of, of you know, something that families experience. And so, um, you know, maybe kind of just unpack the term winter blues. When you think of that and when you're talking to families in in parent coaching and, and spending time with people that are experiencing the winter blues, like what is that? Right. Well, I think about um, it uh, can be anything really on the continuum. Right. And it is something where we may see some changes in our children's behavior where we're doing well, we're being successful with certain things, and then all of a sudden we hit a bump where maybe some regression happens with behaviors or maybe some new behaviors emerge. And that can be anything on the continuum from our children suddenly becoming more lethargic to all the way to the other end of the continuum of them just bouncing off the walls. As you said, that cabin fever, um, where we just are so contained and have high energy and and no way to expel that. So um, there's some legitimate reasons for that. Um, The days are shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, The days can be cloudy and dark and our bodies are designed uh, that when uh, in the evenings, when light begins to diminish, our bodies normally release something called melatonin. That makes us a little more sleepy. Um, and that's how we go to sleep. So when that's occurring during the day, that may cause um, us to be a little bit more lethargic and low on the energy side. Well, one of the things that I think a lot of us who have um, parented kids that have come from hard places understand is that. All of the biology and physiology that you just described um, all gets complicated by by something called dysregulation. Yes. Um, which means that although normally um, your body will respond to melatonin by calming down and uh, and and by you know being a little more placid, um, that's not always the truth. And and some of us, you know, we've had those experiences where um, you know the the tried and true things like um, you know taking Benadryl. We think of that sort of thing is being something to kind of make us drowsy. And uh, some of us are blessed to have kids that we we give it to them and it has the the exact opposite reaction. And, and so I think, you know, one of the things just I think to remember through all of this is that um, this is really where you still have to be a detective and, and really have to know your kids and continue to pursue them and try to understand them as individuals as opposed to thinking in terms of, 
of categories, right? That's right. And you need to stay with those tried and true things that you have been doing all along. You want to continue to have um, those sensory rich experiences and make sure that they're getting outside mm-hmm. or providing them with space to get some big muscle movement done, to get some energy out. Um, And that could look a number of different ways. That might mean a membership at a gym Mm -hmm. so you can get into some bigger spaces. You know, summertime is great because we can run and jump and swim and uh, swing on the swing sets. But if that has been reduced because of weather or outside conditions, we need to have a place where we can replicate that as much as possible. So even at home, dedicating a space, uh, it may be in the basement or in the garage where we can pull out some boxes that we might be able to collapse and store away, but they can become tunnels and we can have mini tramps. We can suspend some indoor swings and compression swings, maybe from rafters to give some of that um movement that our kids need that can be calming for them. Um, You know, we saved the mattress from um, our grandson's crib so that it can be a a crash and bump pad um, and it slides under a bed really easily. So it doesn't have to be expensive. There are tools like that that you can purchase, but um, you can um, inexpensively set up some good space for that big energy to get out. The other thing is hydration. We know that hydration is incredibly important to regulating us. Mm -hmm. And um, aggression can actually increase if we become dehydrated. And it's easy to remember we get thirsty in the summer, we get hot, but sometimes in the winter, maybe not so much. So staying hydrated, making sure we're hydrated and getting good protein snacks every two hours can help bring some of that regulation that you were talking about if our kids are literally bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think you're right. It's easier to remember those things in the summer. Yeah. Um, When, you know, when we're going and we're physically active and and those sorts of things. I mean, obviously, thirst is a thing. Um, I think something we've learned along the way is thirst is not a very good indicator. Uh, most of the time, by the time we're thirsty, it's too late. That's and, right. And we're, we're behind the eight ball. So, you know, pushing fluids and, and keeping those those things in front of our kids is, is pretty important. I think, again, sometimes because we're not doing all those, you know, big muscle activities and things that are just really natural in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the need for food from the perspective of just being, you know, like ravenous and hungry doesn't happen. And so really, you know, honestly, I think these are the kind of times where you might want to like set a timer where you, you know, you may want to create some rhythms for your, for yourself so that you, that you remember that and and you do it because it just doesn't occur to us. I think during this time, quite as much as it does in, you know, in a season where we're outside and active. And so I love that. I I think um, I can imagine, I just have this picture of like you and Brian in your basement with like this, (laughs) um, you know, circus of, of like fun things to run through and, and, you know, play. And I just think you guys, 
guys are probably the coolest grandparents in the world. But, um, you know, but well, that, that's pretty you. that's pretty fun to think about. We, we do have some of these. We do have the gymnastics mat and a balance beam. And <laughs> so when the grandkids arrive, we clear clear out the garage and but they're easily stored away. So they don't take up space. Yeah. when They're not there. You know, we one of the things this year that we have found as a as a little bit of a, um, a little bit of an escape is uh, there's a there's a little trampoline uh, thing near us. I don't even know what to call it because it's not really a gym. It's just a bunch of, you know, a bunch of trampolines and and just kind of a big warehouse looking place. Um, but pretty inexpensive to yeah. be able to go for an hour. And when we've had our granddaughter and, you know, she's six and she's really active and, you know, kind of all over the place and into everything, um, we've, you know, it's a good thing to say, hey, let's run down the trampoline park and we'll, you know, and, and, and for, for not a whole lot of money, especially in the midst of, you know, craziness, yeah. um, just let her go for an hour yeah. and, um, and, you know, and, and maybe, um, uh, maybe her, her Baba has gotten out there with her. I've not done it yet. Um, <laughs> I'm still, which is, which is testament to the fact that I'm not in a cast or anything either, but, but seriously, I mean, I think it, it, those are those kind of things where I think we can look a little bit beyond maybe what the normal rhythm is and, you know, find a gymnastics gym or something that has an open gym time and do something as a, as a treat that, um, that is, you know, really not something that disturbs the rhythm of your life that much. It's not, you know, hugely expensive to, mm -hmm. to get in or, or to do, but it, but it really affords you that kind of opportunity to be able to, you know, sort of break the rhythm and make a memory yeah. in the midst of, um, you know, what is sometimes feeling like a little bit like we're just kind of putting one foot in front of the other, trying to wait till we get to spring. Right. And we can all get a little stir crazy. And so, that connection of doing activities like that together is so important. And um, so, you know, we've talked about the big muscle activities mm -hmm. and things, and we want to make sure that even in those high energy activities, um, if we're not careful, sometimes they can even throw our kids into dysregulation, right? right? So we want to make sure that we're watching for those clues as well and that they don't get overstimulated um, and depleted. And so um, moving toward calming activities, yeah. you know, and those indoor times when we can't get out is, again, great times to build connection and do activities together. And I just think of these as those good tried and true old fashioned things like having a card table set up to put puzzles together, mm -hmm. um, playing board games together, um, having family meetings and movie nights are fun ways to do calmer activities. Even something like maybe um, learning to make bread together. Mm. Uh, that would provide a great sensory opportunity and some of that good um, muscle movement, proprioceptive movement as you're kneading the bread. Um, so taking into account those calmer things mm -hmm. that we also need as part of our regulation. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, those things where you're you're getting different taste and textures and smells and 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 things that are you know that, that just bring a variety i mean it that's that's exercising the brain yeah and and we don't you know we don't think of that 
a lot of yeah. times is, is you know is what those things are but when we involve our kids in those things um we're you know we're really given an opportunity for their for their brain to build connections and and for them to you know for them to to have um, neural activity and neural experiences that are that are pretty important building blocks and yeah. um, and it and so you don't have to be um, you know you don't have to be over the top all the time no you don't have to be you don't even have to be super creative honestly right um, it's just involving your kids sometimes in the you know in the in the normal things and I think you know one of the things I'd, I'd love for you to talk about a little bit because I think you kind of started to touch on it there but but thinking in terms of we certainly have a role in in this as we're as we're setting an environment as we're doing things to think proactively about how we help our kids um you know negotiate the winter blues but there also is a piece of this that this is an opportunity to be able to help them to work on their own self-regulation right. right like right. this is a time when when you know when you kind of know just things around and circumstances are going to be a little uncomfortable at times and and this is where we can kind of help them to begin to build the tools to do some of these things for themselves and so i'd love for you to just kind of talk about how do you find the balance between trying to keep the peace, trying to keep the sanity, trying to, you know, trying to create um, the kind of home that you want to have with also allowing and and kind of experiencing some of that dysregulation with your kids because you're trying to help them learn the tools to be able to do that for themselves. Yes, that's right. And, and as you were talking, um, my mind immediately went to the shift in what we're wearing during mm. the winter, right? Right. And so for, like you said, most of our audience is probably in those areas where it's colder. Mm -hmm. So we're having to put on heavier jackets, extra layers, um, maybe itchy wool, different sensations. Mm -hmm. So even beginning to think through and help our kids um have the tool and the ability to communicate rather than screaming when it's time to put on the outdoor jacket or running out without the right clothing on um, to be able to verbally communicate. I don't like that feel. I don't like that texture. This jacket feels too tight. Um, can I wear uh, my puffy vest instead of the winter coat? Um, and so that would be one thing to begin to think through. Even kids who um, maybe prefer sandals mm -hmm. and don't like socks and shoes, you know, that can be a real trial for a lot of our kids, that sensation of tightness in shoes. So beginning to be proactive and think ahead of time, what is my child's capacity as we shift into different clothing for the winter? Uh, what can we do? What, what compromises can we make? And how can I help my child communicate through their words rather than their behavior that this doesn't feel good to me? And yeah. how can we work together as parent and child on a solution that will be acceptable to everybody? And then once we get all that on, 
it all has to come off when we come back in, right? And so that's going to be wet and drippy. And where do we store all that stuff? And so then beginning to help our kids understand that they are capable of picking up their jackets, keeping their mittens together, knowing where to put the shoes um, in the hallway so that they don't track the snow and the mud and the wet and the drips inside. So beginning to be proactive and practicing those things, maybe even in family meetings, talking about how can we solve this problem so that everyone knows where their stuff is when it's time to go out again and we're not tripping on each other's um, shoes and jackets yeah. uh, as we go forward. So that's one thing that came to mind as you, was, as you were talking about some of that, helping our kids know they are called and capable to help with some of these things that come in. Um, with the change of seasons. And I think celebrating and acknowledging when they when they do it, you know, when, absolutely when, when they have those little victories and kind of not taking it for granted that that's just the way it's supposed to be. Because I think, you know, with with our our kiddos, that things like a tag rubbing on their neck or something is is absolutely to us. It seems annoying to them. It is like overwhelming and preoccupying at a level that's hard to describe. That's right. It can be a really, really big deal. And, and so, we don't want to minimize right. that. Right. And so when they use their words and say, I don't like the way that feels, or, you know, they ask you to cut the tag out of a piece of clothing or whatever. And, you know, just really kind of having one of those good job moments or a big hug or something that that kind of affirms the fact that they've taken ownership for that thing and that yeah. they've done they've done something really, you know, really well in that. I, yeah. I think, you know, I would just say from experience as well, because this is, um, you know, like I'm listening to you talk about all those things and I'm going, those are those are not hypothetical examples. <laughs> those are all things that, you know, that I feel like I've, I've walked through and yeah. and have walk through some things with um, realizing that I think sometimes we just have to make the decision and and understand that our kids have needs that are different than everybody around us. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I, I started laughing when you were talking about the, you know, the sandals thing and all that. I mean, um, you know, we have one that Lord will. And um, one day, if, you know, if he finds the right young lady and gets married, I'm convinced that he's going to get married in a pair of Crocs because <laughs> yes. um, he, you yes. know, because he, he, he lives in them. And, and so in, in the wintertime, you know, that was one of those things that for, for a while was a little bit of a battle. And it was like, no, you need to wear different shoes and you're not going to. And you know what? He hasn't died. He's 21 years old and he's worn Crocs pretty much every winter of his life in everything but, you know, like bitter snow. Yeah. And and he's been able to figure out a way to be comfortable in that. And I think there was a point where we just sort of said, you know, we're going to do everything we can and we're going to tell you things that we think are going to be healthy or that are going to make you comfortable. Mm -hmm. But we're going to have to trust you to make the decision of of what's the of what's the bigger deal. And if and if you're not going to hurt yourself um, and and you're not going to you know, you're not going to cause a health problem for yourself or whatever, then, um, yeah, so be it. Yeah. Um, and. Man, it's hard as a parent to adjust those expectations, too, because I, I mean, I remember I had one that um, 
loved running around in shorts and t-shirts yeah. and sandals. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember there was a lot going inside of me right. during that time of thinking, what are the other parents going to think That's when right. they see my child dressed like this? And they're going to think I'm a terrible parent. And every good parent makes sure their child has fill in the blank. And so taking a step back and thinking, is this more about me and what's going on in me mm-hmm. versus is this meeting the need of, of my child? Yeah. 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 You know, and the secret is, I think, when when you have um, kids have come from a hard place and, and your family is um, is is maybe a little bit different anyway, um, you're not hiding that stuff anyhow. Right. Yeah. Like you're not fooling anybody. You, you know, people can see that your stuff and your struggles are different anyway. Yeah. And so what? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, you know, we get so preoccupied and get in our own heads, wondering and worrying about what other people are thinking about us or, or you know, what have you. And and the truth is, um, before the Lord, that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is our kids mm-hmm. and our parenting of them and our, you know, our shepherding their hearts and, and you know, growing them toward adulthood and, 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 and doing that in a way that we help them to, you know, see and experience Jesus along the way. And some of that as a parent, when you're finding ways to extend grace and when you're finding ways to, you know, to, to see your child as an individual and and all those sorts of things, you're, you're teaching them some pretty important, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritual lessons as well. And we don't, you know, we don't want to forget that. Um, Well, we've kind of talked about, um, you know, we've talked about kids and, you know, their feelings and how they're, you know, dealing with things. We talked about us and about how we're, how we're reacting to their feelings, but like, what about us? I mean, this stuff affects us as much as it does our kids. And, and so like, what do we need to be kind of looking out for and, and maybe guarding in our own lives and maybe, you know, kind of drop a few nuggets of some things parents can do to think about self-care during this time. Yeah, absolutely. That's important. And, you know, the Connected Families Ministry has that great question that they ask parents of, what is going on in me? And so taking that self-evaluation to just think through, how am I doing physically? You know, how is this change in season affecting me physically? How is it impacting my sleep? Am I getting in um, the hours of sleep that I need? Has it impacted my exercise and my exercise routine? Um, Am I eating more of those sugary snacks? Maybe those leftover holiday goodies are still in the freezer and I'm pulling out uh, the cookies more than I should be. So taking that self-assessment and being aware of how you're being impacted. Um, While children um, usually do not get a diagnosis of seasonal affect disorders, adults can have that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so if those we dub this winter blues, if there is a feeling of more sadness or depression um, that you just don't seem like you can shake, then I definitely think as adults, we need to seek out our doctor's um, advice, seek out some expertise in that. There may be some things that need to be done um, in therapies that can help a parent. Um, A parent is not going to be able 
to meet the needs of their child if they're not at their best. And so we do want to make sure um, that as parents, we're um, in that good place physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and calling on friends who we may need extra support and help from Mm -hmm. during this season if this is a struggle for for us, it may be um, a, a one-time thing. But if you begin thinking back to past winters and you begin to see this pattern where every year in January, I just hit this place of despair, mm-hmm. um, then that might be a good indicator that you do have um, some concerns that you would want to get some additional help and support with. Yeah. And I I definitely want to, in in that, just be really direct and say, you know, talk therapy is one of those things that, um, that for parents is a, is a really good piece to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes I, I think in adoption and foster care circles, we're probably a little more comfortable talking about these things, but, um, but I think taking the mystery out of, out of what therapy is. And, and so, you know, meeting with a counselor, there's, there's no, like, there's no real special hocus pocus that's going on there. It's, it's really about somebody helping you to understand your feelings and, and somebody to help you to, and so they're asking good questions and they're, you know, and they're, they're leading you into good dialogue to be able to be reflective about things so that you take things that are kind of unnoticed and unseen and you bring them into the noticed and the seen. Yes. And that's, that's really all that is. Um, and, and so I think there, you know, it, it, I continue to be around people, um, who remain scared and skeptical Mm. of, you know, of that and that, and you don't have to be. And so I think if you're in one of those places where you do see that pattern of Mm -hmm. behavior and, and the things that you've done in the past don't help you to, you know, to move past it, that's a great idea to think about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and um, I mean, here at Lifeline, we've got some great therapists and, and a lot of what they do is spend time with mom and moms and dads, helping moms and dads process those things so that they can be there and be available for their kids. Um, we have a great network that we're building of therapists around the country. And so as well, and, and so friends that kind of understand adoption and foster care and understand the, you know, the the texture and the complexity of your life. And and so if that's you, um, reach out. <laughs> like yes. We'd love to, you know, we'd love to be part of uh, that conversation with you and to help. And, and we'll do that in a way that, uh, that we bring, you know, dignity and honor to you and, and the way that it's handled, but, but also in a way that can, you know, that can get you some help. Um, I think, you know, also, um, just that reminder that, um, that, that us being physically active during this time is, you know, is important. And I think, you know, for a lot of adults, um, and we kind of, you know, we start thinking about the, you know, like the winter 10 or whatever, and, you know, the metabolism slows down right. and it's a little harder to find exercise. And we've, we have a, probably overindulged a little bit through the holidays and, you know, in our favorite, um, you know, treats or what, what have you. And, and that's not to be discounted. I think sometimes we, we go looking for big answers mm-hmm. when the simple answers that are right in front of us are actually the ones that, you know, that we need to pay attention to. And so yeah. just an encouragement to folks to say, um, you know, that as you invest in yourself, mm-hmm. um, 
you're also making an investment in the lives of your kids. And yeah. so if you if you feel terrible, if you don't have energy, if you know, if if you're sluggish and and not hitting on all cylinders because because you've you've chosen to lean into trying to take care of your kids and you've forgotten about trying to take care of yourself. Um, here's an admonition to say, don't do that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, but spend some time, spend some time thinking about you and spend some time, um, you know, really cultivating those things for yourself. Yeah. So, well, Lynn, as we kind of wind up and, and close out this episode, um, you know, thinking about the winter blues and, um, uh, also remembering that spring's coming. That's right. Right. That's right. Um, what any parting shots? What would you What would you say to folks as a kind of a last word of encouragement? Well, I would I would I would say to um, is to just enjoy one another during yeah. this time. You know, take the opportunity of the slower days um, and that time inside together to really connect emotionally and to connect in relationships with one another. And you mentioned earlier, creating those memories mm -hmm. um, that will go a very, very long way, I think, in getting us through the winter season and um, not um, killing one another before <laughs> before spring comes. Which is a great goal. We yes. don't want to we don't want to kill each other. Yes. So let's yes. let's not do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But but yeah, great. I mean, great word, because I, I think, you know, sometimes we we think about, you know, one day or some time we're going to do this or that. And and the truth is that, you know, one day and sometimes today. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, this is kind of what we have. And and so I appreciate that. And um, thanks for joining us. I um, Lynn is one of um, God's great, great gifts to us um, as as a, a friend, a co-laborer here. But I also want you to know she and her team are accessible to you. Yes. And and so um, through this season, if you're um, you know, if you're kind of walking through this and you say, hey, I'd like a little more personal help. Um, well, sometimes, you know, maybe you listen to podcasts and, and you hear this kind of stuff and you go, man, if I could just sit down and talk to that person, I think I could really learn something or I, man, I'd really like to, I'd really like to get to know them and, and go a little bit deeper. Well, guess what? You can do that here. Um, because, because that's what Lynn does. She leads our team that does parent coaching here at Lifeline. And so that's not a pipe dream to say, man, I'd love to be able to talk to that lady sometime. Um, call and schedule an appointment because she'd love to talk to you. And uh, and, you know, and I think um, I continue to hear over and over and over again from folks um, about the the benefit that they've derived, um, you know, from parent coaching and, and families whose whose lives have gotten better and easier and and have, you know, they've they've kind of taken places where there's been difficulty and friction and and they've and they've moved through those things in in really effective ways. And, and parent coaching has been the thing that that's helped. And, and it's just somebody, you know, kind of sitting down with you and, and talking about who you are and who your kids are and, you know, giving some really practical suggestions and like all the things that you probably wish as you've listened to this conversation and wanted to be a part of it. Well, that can happen in a parent coaching session. And so we'd encourage for you to, to, to reach out. You can look on our website, um, just put in the term parent coaching. It'll lead you right to a page where there's a form there. And if you will fill that form out, Lynn and her team, they'll get in touch with you and set up an opportunity for you to talk. But uh, 
you know, as always, we are um, we're just incredibly thrilled that God gives us the opportunity to to be able to do what we do um, and in ministering to families. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we want to be here. We want to be a resource. We want to be helpful to you. And and we're 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 excited about what the Lord's continuing to do in each one of your families. And so please reach out to us and let us know. And uh, until the next time, when we uh, come back to talk about how to survive summer. That's right. <laughs> it brings its own <laughs> package. It's, it's funny. We'll be right back here at some point in the spring talking about, hey, schedule's changing and school's out and what do you do? Um, and we'll be excited to have that conversation. So, Lynn, thanks for joining me. It's been a fun conversation, and and uh, we'll look forward to the next time. Let's hope Ponsatawney Phil doesn't see a shadow. That's right. That's right. Let, just you know, just want that little fella to go, to come out, stick his head out, and then go home very uneventfully. That's right. right. That's right. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.